<laughs> okay, we're, we're funny. We're not technologically gifted. Three Time Podcast. Uh, I'm John Robinson. And I am Darren Matthews. Hello, Darren. What's the crack? Not much, man. I think we should point out by starting uh, uh, the fun we were having, which was this is our second recording, but first episode of the podcast. Yes, exactly. Welcome, everyone. Welcome. Nice wee dry run to begin with. Um, just to, you know, fill out the competition. Um, we have changed our name since uh, last podcast. Yeah, but uh, you, you will know the old name, so it doesn't matter. Exactly. So unless I call them right now that it was sports ball. Well, you've told yeah, them. yeah, yeah, they know now. Um, yeah. It is now uh, injury time uh, with Darren and Jordan. Uh, any major injuries in your whole sporting career? Uh, not, Just nothing. pretend like I haven't asked you this like two seconds ago. Shh, we, they don't know that we... Okay, we're, we're funny. We're not technologically gifted, all right? Oh, I'm awful at it. Like, yeah. Proper yeah. bad. It's okay. We, 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 hope to, we hope to one day both have the uh, same mic connection. Oh, yeah. So we can we, record at the same time. We genuinely have... Uh, hundreds of pounds worth of recording equipment uh, not being used not being used right now <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll do it one day one yeah day. it's okay we're going to get all those little one of those little, little converters you get off like wish.com yeah exactly it'll come in like six months and uh, yeah <laughs> but it turns out it won't actually convert uh, the microphone to into the uh, the laptop and it will instead just summon some form of demon mm-hmm, exactly and like, like some like, sort of J horror movie you know <laughs> I can't wait it's going to be like the ring but the Giants for <laughs> I don't know something to do with that one. Uh, so sport yes sports uh, pretty much what we're going to be doing so far today is we're going to do a quick run through of the old uh, football and then because this is going to be coming out the week of Halloween for our, we're going to be doing a little section called story time yeah oh, it's my favourite I've got loads of spooky stories to tell you guys uh, all to do with sport but surprisingly not as much uh, like kind of spooky horror stories that go along with sport than there is with like politics or war um, which I found quite interesting. Fair enough. I think we're going to have plenty to do in the uh, the, the story time section. Yeah. The coming oh weeks. yeah, yeah. We have we have plenty. But um, we also have uh, like last week we did our kind of we did the rundown of the games last week and our top picks for good games to watch and our predictions um, for the games themselves. Uh, but because you guys didn't hear that, that's null and void now. Probably best. Some of, some of the guesses we had were. Oh yeah. Some of were, my guesses, were, particularly, they were, were way off. Uh, yeah, yeah. Especially with some of mine. Um, but uh, you guys don't know that, so just presume that we picked everything like to the second they scored. Yeah, but not not like a tipster would do because if we could do that, we wouldn't be probably on here making a podcast. We'd be down the bookies mm. throwing all. Well, a few I would probably, I, we would probably be doing a podcast in the bookies called. 10 to 1. 10? That's, that's what we call a puck. Is that, is that a better? I don't bet, so I don't know. I don't know. It looks like it gets expensive to practice. Exactly. I, 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 yeah. I, could you imagine? Because I have an addictive personality. Oh, do you? Yeah. Oh, real bad. Oh, yeah. Real no. bad. Get, are we uh, following tipsters on Twitter is probably not the thing for you then. Mm. Don't, be, don't be that correct. Definitely not. That's why I don't have uh, Twitter, uh, just in case. I thought it was because you're young and cooler than I am. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean, we can probably do a roundup from from Friday, will we? Yeah. Uh, start off with a big. Well, I was gonna say a big game. Um, a big team that loves a good all out attack. Normally, vents a few goals, but didn't. The fact that Leeds beat Aston Villa three 0 I know that was crazy. Patrick Bamford scoring a hat trick as well. Bit of homegrown talent for the English. Exactly. They'd be very happy with him and Calvert Lewin as well. I would be very happy if I was an England fan right now. Yeah, but um, yeah, three 0 uh, Villa basically survived by the skin of teeth. But a team that have only appeared back in the Premier League since two thousand was it six? 
Well, when did Leeds go back? 2008, I think. Yeah, something like that. No, 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 it was definitely before 2006. Was it? Yeah. yeah. Fuck, has it been gone that long? Mm-hmm. I feel so old. Oh my god. So the back three, uh, 3 0 um, against Villa, which was, as you say, a hat trick. Mm. And then I think the next result, which uh, will make you very happy because it's a top, top team playing against your middle middle team <laughs> oh no I thought you were talking about Man City when you said middle middle team oh well, anyway. I mean apparently West Ham made them look like that the other day uh, Mikel Antonio's goal was one of the nicest things that I have seen in a while uh, how I mean it's, and I can see here on the stats that Phil Foden scored in the 51st minute yeah and he literally came on just before that as well how were West Ham coping until that like do West Ham hold leads well as a West no. Ham fan no no they don't pure panic pure panic 100% or do they panic. sit back and invite the team into them 100% they had like every single man behind the ball and to his credit I think man of the match should have been like I really do like uh, Miguel Antonio but he went off uh, with a little bit of a strain in his hamstring so Lukas Fabianski the uh, West Ham Polish keeper was definitely man of the match because he had two vital saves against Raheem Sterling I can see here Matt said he had seven shots on target and 70% possession hey you don't need possession if you get goals Oh well, I was going to say because it's uh, that was seventy thirty possession and finished one one. West Ham had two shots on target. One of them was obviously in the back of the net. Mm-hmm. So hey, happy days. Uh, we should point out as well that Jordan is a big West Ham fan. Massive West Ham fan. For yeah. uh, I don't know my sins. I guess. Uh, is this is this like some sort of like punishment for yourself, even though you're not Catholic? Uh, no, like no, 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 no. Is this like purgatory? Yeah, this is purgatory for me. This is football purgatory. Just being a West Ham fan, seeing the same shit every single fucking. <laughs> Uh, well, but, I mean, after that, I, I can I can bridge the gap with a quick one, which would have been actually I would have called this one a draw, even though uh, Roy Hodgson does great work down at Palace. I thought Palace were much better last year from what they started off with so far. Oh, hundred percent, yeah. Two one against Fulham in a wee London derby. I probably would have. I mean, I would have guessed maybe two two or a one one against that one, but Fulham and a man sent off. So exactly, yeah. And it was one 0 in the first eight minutes of the well, like. Well, saying that, they sent off, I'm just checking the stats, it wasn't until the 80th minute. Yeah, but, um, it was really late on. And Zaha again, 63rd minute. Zaha is too good for Palace. Like, for Palace. Could you imagine if we were still at United? Yeah, uh, don't. That's <laughs> crazy. Like, but although you know, it's the same position as Marcus Rashford has been playing. If he's not uh, up front, he's, you know, to the left. So He wasn't He wasn't performing that way at, uh, at United anyway. Mm. Um, the other thing is, well, speaking of United, a thriller of a nil-nil, which I watched. It was actually a great game. I don't know nil nil is hard to, it's hard to pass off a good nil nil mm. you know what I mean especially United had 14 shots Yeah, but, but the fact that there were four of them on target means they were just firing them off from ever exactly but Mendy had an absolute blander in that for Chelsea as well he played very well and that was only one of his first ever starts as well since coming to the club yeah that's right yeah he's, he's, he's just there in the early transfer window uh, but saves against like great saves against Rashford and Mata in the early going uh, and when Pogba and Cavani came on, uh, if I was a United fan, very, very positive about Cavani. Yeah. Yeah, he, he looked very sharp on net and stuff like that. Almost clips it in with one of his first touches of the game as well. And even if he is only here to sell jerseys, I'm okay with it. Exactly. <laughs> and he's got that cursed number seven jersey, so yeah, we'll see how that goes. Um, yeah, I'm trying to think. Well, I'm, I'm going to do like a wee separate list sometime about United sevens. Oh, yeah. I mean, we had Cantona and Beckham, and then I was just like, it gets hazy. Well, but Ronaldo. Well, I know, but it, it goes into like the, the varying degrees of how good it went. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Memphis Depay was one as well. Was he? I think was he seven? Seven or ten, I can't remember. Yeah, see, it used to be easier, much easier in the good old days when people actually played their number. Your now position was like, your number? I just like that number. It's number nine in that. Yeah, I think that's how they picked that, but it was because it used to just be one to eleven, because I remember playing that 
as a kid, it was like your position was your number, so you could be like turn the shirt around and go, oh, fuck, I'm oh yeah, yeah, I'm not, I'm not supposed to be here. Yeah, right yeah, now. that's one of why I was getting a nosebleed this far. <laughs> the thing, I'm a right back. So uh, the Harry Maguire on who was it? Aspella Quetta. Oh yeah, yeah, the, the, the uh, penalty show by Chelsea. What do you think? Oh, Stonewall penalty, that yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. There's no arguing, like. <laughs> it's, I think the hardest thing to admit is when it's against your own team but yeah. oh no I, I, I would die in the hell I'd I watched like, it there's then no such thing as penalties watched it then watched the highlights and was like fucking hell yeah Ooh. my only my only thought is I mean he failed to bribe the uh, Greek police but maybe he worked maybe there's a wee brown envelope for the referee he was just well, like one of my favourite uh, not on Twitter but one of my favourite tweets that I saw it was like on Instagram or something like that was when Donny van der Beek uh, joined United and Harry Maguire put up a post going like oh welcome to Manchester and Donny van der Beek his actual uh, reply was oh great to be here are you out of prison yet? <laughs> Dutch uh, people are very practical the, the, the Dutch sense of humour I don't even think he was trying to be funny yeah, he, was he was genuinely, genuinely inquiring yeah, but didn't have his number to WhatsApp <laughs> instead I'll just ask him on Twitter excellent you had a jail yet man? <laughs> Uh, another wee nervy start as well then for uh, last year's champions Sheffield United took the lead against Liverpool kind of kind of got it Sheffield seemed to be having the wee second season because I thought they were class last year yeah they were they they really went back to from what I saw in the highlights back to the form that they were having last season but uh, just without the goals really hmm. which um, you know how ugly is Oliver McBurney though like I'm no fucking oil painting like but <laughs> Fucking hell. Well, I was going to say because, I mean, they took the lead, but it was through a penalty, and then... That, that just explains what type of sports fan I am, where I comment on how ugly the football players are yeah. before I actually talk about the goals. Yeah. Before we reference the game, let's chat about what the dude looks like. And then Firmino uh, equalised with the rebound. Um, and, yeah. Actually, yeah, see the 2-1. Is it Jota? Jota? Yeah, Jota scored. The, yeah, Mo Salah scored, but it was disallowed for offside. I saw that. I think I paid more attention to that one than the goal that was called. Yeah. Um, yeah, Jota seems to be uh, slipping into the Liverpool side pretty well, but if this game is anything to go by, uh, including the game against Ajax midweek during the Champions League, they're going to really miss Van Dijk. Yeah. And they'll definitely that'll definitely be something that they'll need to adhere, or like kind of amend come the January transfer window um, the thing something we, we talked about already but you'll never hear mm-hmm. uh, the thing we talked about last week was uh, about Pickford's horror tackle oh, and the conspiracy that nothing will ever happen to him because he's the England goalie Yo, uh, like that is that is definitely a conspiracy theory that I can subscribe to because yeah. it's true it's 100% true it's not even a theory anymore it was a horrendous tackle and he's out is it 7 months 8 months yeah something like so that so just end rest yeah, of the year no matter what just yeah finished surgery there okay. I think where his ACL was from and then there is also the danger do you ever come back the same uh, so like durable CC remember that like horror break he had for France just before yes. the World Cup and then he came back and he was never the same player yeah, well, I mean, a lot of that could be your confidence as well. You go into any tackle after somebody snapped your leg in half, you'd be like, I'm yeah. thinking about this twice. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, I'm reconsidering <laughs> this option. Yeah, maybe, uh, you know, professional sportsman is not the, you know, occupation I should be going for. Yeah, yeah. And I've he, got a few quid in the bank. I'm just going to go open that uh, yeah. fucking cafe. No, so, he's a he's a DJ now. Somebody does. Terrible CC. What a man. That's great. Um, I think from our, our, well, our other full-time results yesterday as well, uh, Leicester Arsenal. I mean, I would have, I actually would have guessed that Leicester would have beat them by more. Oh really? Well, Jamie Vardy came on to 
you know, score a Jamie Vardy goal, mm-hmm. but, you know, which he did. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, but same again, two shots on target. That's that's woeful stats. Like, oh, Arsenal. Yeah, Arsenal were piss poor yesterday, yeah. which is really weird because they've really obviously been relying hard on Aubameyang and Lacazette mm-hmm. for their goals, especially for going from the FA Cup final from last year into now. And they have been on great form, but like I think when you come up against a rock solid defense like Leicester City, you're kind of fucking. You need a bit more substance or, you know, better delivery into the to the two target men, yeah. essentially. I think out of this as well, people should really appreciate with the podcast how much research we go into to pronounce people's names nearly half right. Abba, Abba, Abba Yama Yang. Yeah, yeah. Your man plays for Arsenal. <laughs> yeah. The the guy from Gabon, that, that guy. Yeah. Is it Gabon? Yeah. <laughs> well, I tried. I tried. What do you want me to do? Uh, Wolves Newcastle and one one as well. A lot of, lot of draw, a lot of boredom yesterday. Yeah, it really was. It was very Especially very after the last, Was it? The, was it the two two, two weeks ago? I was trying to think of the open week was just no. A it, was, it was yeah. It was the um. Was it the highest scoring open or something? This season? Could, uh, like and then before the international break, the whole seven two six one that I've agreed not to talk about. That's okay. I appreciate I appreciate that as well. <laughs> and then I think um, referencing those two, we probably should talk the last game of course, which was yesterday, um, of, of the day we were recording this, mm-hmm. was um, <laughs> from based on the form and how they've been top of the table, a completely unexpected oh. Everton well, not unexpected. Everton have just maybe reverted to being Everton. Yeah, that, they that, haven't that. been Everton <laughs> the last few weeks. They're not I the Everton we've all known and loved. Uh, yeah, <laughs> they just got duffed by Oh wait, Southampton. Oh, goodness me. I mean, like, we said it last week, but you guys will never know, uh, that Danny Ings is definitely a player for every single person's fantasy team. Yeah. Because if he's not scoring, he's assisting, like. Absolutely. Uh, Southampton's, was it their last fight before this? Win, draw, win, win, loss, and then a win against Everton. So they're sixth. I just never expect Southampton to be anywhere near top Exactly, 10. after I see them get Perennial beat. 12 and down. Yeah, like getting beat by, uh, was Leicester at home, 9-0. Yeah. You, you just expect them to be relegation fodder. Like? I guess that's where you're at. No relegation fodder so far is Fulham, Sheffield and Burnley. Oh no, Burnley have game at hand there on tonight. Yeah, but they're still going to lose. Yeah. Who are they uh, coming again? West Brom? West Brom. No, Burnley are playing... Tottenham? Yes, sir, they're playing Tottenham, so I'd say even Tottenham can handle them. Well, we'll see. They couldn't handle us last week. Yeah, that's very that's <laughs> true. Oh, yeah, can I just say Lanzini's goal? I'll probably mention it in every single podcast I do for the rest of my life. What a fucking goal. Perfectly fine. Uh, actually, the best goal of the weekend was Newcastle's. Which one? Uh, Murphy's goal. He hadn't, he hadn't scored or he hadn't played since, like, December 2018. Free kick. Round the wall. Uh, keepers in the middle. Ball goes round the wall, but not on the inside to the goal, on the outside to curl back to the net and goes in near post behind the wall. Who was it? Rui Patricio in that? Um, was it Rui Patricio? I think so. I get the old uh, the team lineup here. Yeah, Rui Patricio. Uh, he didn't. He didn't even get over near it. Like, uh, I'll, I'll show you the on YouTube after we go. I, I, I still think Mikel Antonio goal. was the best. Well, I'm just saying. I said the best of yesterday's goal. I didn't say the best of the year. Uh, well, hey. Oh man. I mean, that, that's that's pretty much a wee roundup of the weekend. What, what have we got coming up? There are a few games tonight which we will talk about next week because we're yeah. missing out in two exactly today. But we have still loads to talk about because loads of stuff happening during the week. Absolutely. So, do you want to start with Tuesday night with Champions League? Yes. Give me the give me cool. the maps. So uh, I was completely wrong by this, uh, but uh, Manchester United beat PSG in. Paris. I say this as a as a, a Manchester United fan. French football is shit. Yeah. Oh, it is. <laughs> it is. I I, I just want to say this up top. Uh, that Cyber College United kit. 
horrendous. Not even I would wear that. Do you, do you love a, a good unique I, kit? I love... Uh, have you got the last Nigerian World Cup kit? I wish I had, but I don't... Like, I, I, that became a fashion accessory. I know, it? exactly. Loads of like fashionista. I assume young people are called fashionistas. Grand. Um, but yeah, they, they were all wearing it. Like It was you know the height of fashion. But uh, if I see anybody in a United shirt, the zebra-coloured one, I assume that they're homeless. It looks like an optical illusion. It really does. <laughs> the fact that they'll actually finish anywhere but above six. Be nice. Be nice. <laughs> um, yeah, the third kit's horrendous. I don't know what the plan was. Uh, if we keep things simple, United, if you're not playing in red, if you're playing a team that wears red, wear a white kit. Yes, simple. It's what we did back in the day. That's <laughs> what works. That's what we know works. Uh, it was uh, Stonewall penalty saved by Bruno Fernandez. Uh, saved by Kaylor Navas against uh, Bruno Fernandez. Yes. Uh, but then obviously had to retake it because he was like half a mile. Here's the, the thing. I, I actually watched the match but I still couldn't tweak who spotted it. Was it the ref? Was it the linesman or the VAR phone him and go no, no, no. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. It's kind of like the nosy neighbour that keeps ringing the police on shit. That's yeah. VAR in football. Well, I mean the whole point obviously it makes penalties harder for the goalie because the whole point of stopping a, a penalty is you need to make yourself bigger. As possible. So you yeah. step out to fill the net. But they made him retake it. I'm not, I'm not complaining. We, we won 2-1 and one of them was the penalty which was retaken. But I remember at the time going, oh fuck, he's missed two in a row. This yeah. is the confidence down. And then they let him take it again. Yeah. Uh, well, to be fair, that is a severe set of bollocks he has on him to you know, go up and take it again and score. After missing. Exactly. Yeah. And go in the exact same place as he did before. Yes. Uh, <laughs> reading the team sheets of the game though, I would have absolutely said PSG shot. Oh yeah, yeah exactly. 3-1. On- if we got the penalty, I would have said 3-1 because we seem to get a penalty every game. On paper, they were... A- 100% the winners but hey never worked like that uh, Neymar got a yellow card for being a wee rat um, as per usual sure. yeah as per usual <laughs> just, give, just give him at the start of the game instead <laughs> and that's two games in a row where David De Gea has absolutely stood in his head in nets yeah I'm trying to think is that uh, I'm trying to think of the last time was it, was it the PSG game when was the last match but uh, yeah De Gea is actually you can actually see him communicating a lot more which is really weird I never figured out how he how he was able to run the backline because he doesn't speak he much is, English. He is one of the most introverted goalkeepers I have ever seen in my life. They're not supposed to be quiet. Like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. They're supposed to be out there screaming at people. <laughs> and he does shout stuff, but he's obviously shouting it in Spanish. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, Vamos! Yeah. And, you know, Harry Maguire can't even speak English, like, so he's not going to be, you know, translating it into Spanish. That's true as well. well um, what other talking points did you get from uh, Another own goal by United. I think Martial was a plant because he's from Paris. Exactly. And yeah. he had a lot of chances. <laughs> he couldn't finish his dinner the other night. But then, obviously, speaking of free dinners, Marcus Rashford. Hey, exactly. You know, uh, he played outstanding. Uh, amazing goal to take the win. Yeah. But also a couple of great shots against Navas, who was also... Both keepers were in great form. But I definitely think Thiago Silva is uh, like a strong linchpin of that defence. And Marquinhos kind of is bored without his Brazilian counterpart beside him. No one to talk to. Exactly. <laughs> Nobody else speaks Portuguese in the team. Just him and Neymar. And he's on the other side of the pitch. Yeah. Well, yeah, no, I'd be very happy if I was a United fan. Definitely man of the match for me was Rashford. Uh, yes. Definitely. Hands he's, down. He's getting, um, what was I was going to say, come to, back to a Belfast connection. He was uh, retweeting the wee place up in North Belfast that was doing like free school lunches for oh, yeah? people over the, over the break, which was pretty cool. Actually, yeah. I like his, uh, his sort of campaign off the field to... Uh, Stop Tories being basically Tories. Yeah, yeah, well, good luck with that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Moving on to uh, Tuesday's game, uh, Lazio against Borussia Dortmund in Rome. 
I yeah no this was one of the ones I got wrong I predicted uh, Dortmund to take it quite easily yeah I think I I think I was like yeah Borussia Dortmund probably German style football didn't happen yeah I think yeah I I only got the highlights of this one so it was just like go 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 what was that it (laughs) yeah (laughs) that was a quick game but yeah Dortmund have to be the most un-German German football team there is (laughs) it's just in the style of play they have like would you say they're they're much more free flowing yeah yeah 100% rather than like the kind of like maximum kind of what's the German efficiency of like Bayern Munich how, how they're set up it is basically you know you know what you're getting but they're still deadly to beat like um, but yeah no uh, Dortmund are a lot more like free-flowing than what anything else would be but uh, Kira, uh, Kiro Mobley scored for Lazio which I think he had a point to prove coming up against his old team and he did not do well when he was at Dortmund <laughs> so uh, you know uh, and then there was another own goal uh, for Lazio uh, for Dortmund sorry and then they went up 2-0 uh, and then Haaland scored a very decent goal uh, that wee young kid, the Norwegian guy who plays for, played for Red Bull Salzburg, moved to Dortmund. See, I always think of Alfie Holland. Yeah, yeah, it's his son. Is it? Mm-hmm. No way. Yeah, born in Leeds. I was gonna say, I was like Alfie Holland, but I'm like, because I was like, wait a minute, is he is he still alive? I'm fucking. I'm just like, jeez, he must be like forty now. Just kidding. Oh, okay. Fair yeah, and that's another thing. Um, it's there's a generation now of ex players' kids. Being very good footballers. Casper Schmeichel. Casper Schmeichel. Uh, Holland. Uh, Jordan. Uh, Jordan Larson. Henrik Larson's son. Plays for uh, up front for Sparta Moscow. Is that where he's playing? Mm-hmm. Uh, Daniel Man. Uh, what's his fucking name? Uh, Maldini. He plays for or AC Milan. I'm trying to think of one who, who was not as good. Um, just, so just Darren, Darren Ferguson. <laughs> Alex Ferguson's kid. Uh, who, who, who was your one? Uh, uh, Justin Clivert. Oh, Patrick Clivert's kid? Mm-hmm. Who do you play for? He now plays for Red Bull Leipzig. Oh, well, here he's still playing top top division football, mm-hmm. so that's he, not terrible. Uh, yeah, but he did not him when he signed for Roma. Uh, Jordi Cruyff, Johan Cruyff. I mean, you're not going to yeah, be, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> be better than Johan yeah, Cruyff. You're going to win a golden boot and go, your dad was better. <laughs> exactly. Did yeah. you invent he, the manoeuvre? <laughs> nah, fucking. <laughs> He did it with more style. Yeah, um, that's true as well. But, but yeah, the game ended 3 1 in Rome. Definitely man of the match for me, uh, Kiro Mobley. And uh, less said about Lazio, the better, because they're a team I just dislike. That's, we, we went through. Yeah, we, we yeah. went. This is one of the things we went through. But I think that was all the Tuesday matches that we caught. Yeah, that was the, all the uh, Tuesday ones that we went through. Did we do Liverpool? No, not yet. Not no. yet. No, uh, that's the one we're going to do now. But there was also. Yeah, so we'll move on to the Wednesday matches. Just looking at my notes here. Uh, starting with Man City Porto. Uh, Did you see the highlights? I saw the highlights of this one. I thought Porto. They played well at the start. I was going to say, it, it, they looked good to begin with, and then mm. it sort of run away from them. Yeah. But Man City can do Porto 3 1 in a European competition and draw West Ham. Yeah, so. exactly. <laughs> I mean, like. Hey, or is this, were... is this the thing of uh, football being so condensed now because of the, the time off they're trying to get as much through as they can well I think that does have like a factor in how much they're playing with but I mean like West Ham are just going from strength to strength while you know Sheffield United are kind of floundering yeah. so I, I don't know it's probably because we aren't playing as many games as people who are in the Champions League as well well or, I mean, from really... that I mean you're talking about like your two teams and your fatigue days and rest days and, and then back to training back. yeah very strange uh, but yeah uh, Luis Diaz uh, good first goal for Porto uh, it was actually nice to see Pepe play again to be reminded what a fucking bastard he is <laughs> <laughs> I 
I'm messing with Madrid to be honest. Like, he, he all, and did you know there was a, a Bel, uh, El Clasico this weekend? Coming? No. The weekend just passed. We missed an El Clasico. We, we missed an El Clasico. I, well, I, we'll cover it. I've, I've got notes written about it. Like, okay, but, I, I didn't see it. Yeah, yeah, it was, it was, yeah. Elke uh, Gundogan apparently can take a free kick uh, very well, and apparently Kevin De Bruyne doesn't have to take every single, you know, set piece that uh, Man City do, which I didn't. I wasn't aware of in the oh, past yeah. two seasons. <laughs> well, I, still, when you're Kevin De Bruyne, like, yeah, yeah. If it ain't broke, yeah, yeah don't man, fix it. He's, uh, he's, he's serious. Like De Bruyne. I, I hate Man City but can't help but like Kevin De Bruyne yeah, oh yeah, yeah exactly I like him just because he played in Bundesliga and I'm just like that's where he was formed that's where the, the killer instinct of one of the world's best players was kind of yeah. formed it's just weird as well but again, again De Bruyne was Chelsea wasn't he uh-huh. I just Chelsea never never Mourinho. set it on fire like. yeah Chelsea under the second spell of Mourinho and Mo Salah and Kevin De Bruyne two of the world's best players now but I still rate Jose Mourinho like uber high I really really like him yeah. I don't know why but like if you've seen that you'd be like he's the worst manager he's like Arsene Wenger saying that he got like I don't know Pele back for trials in Arsenal in like 2006 yeah, not much you see but <laughs> uh, uh, another Wednesday game now this is definitely my uh, this is a new segment I'm going to do um, uh, upset of the week so this <laughs> the upset of the week comes from Madrid on Wednesday night Real Madrid were playing Shakhtar Donetsk and they lost 3-2 is Donetsk Turkey? no uh, Kiev Kiev. Yeah, so oh, Ukraine. Okay, Ukraine. Uh, so, woeful defending by Madrid. These are just the, the um, highlights of the game that I wrote down when I was watching it. Absolutely woeful defending by Madrid. Uh, Sergio Ramos, as I don't know. It's sad to see. It's kind of like, have you ever watched the movie The Wrestler? Yeah. Yeah, it's like that. Watching oh, Sergio yeah. Ramos defend. Are we just waiting for him to have a heart attack on the pitch? Exactly. Um, and 10 players were either self-isolating or injured for Shakhtar Donetsk as well. Is, is that a, like a fun fact of the a day? A fun fact of the day. So the Shaq Tartanesque under 23. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I think they had to have a couple of call-ups just to have enough players on the bench. Um, but it was 3-0 at halftime to Shaq Tartanesque. Right, here's the thing. Have Real Madrid stopped Karen because Barcelona have gone to fuck? We will see come the El Clasico. <laughs> um, but uh, Modric, uh, I, I rate look at Modric very highly obviously because um, I'm a big fan of Croatian football as well but I felt so bad for him he was trying his fucking damnedest just to get like everybody you know wanting or, like singing from the same hymn sheet okay. trying to get the goals back and you know he, he scored an absolute worldly of a goal and you think that would be enough to get you know the guys motivated but apparently not um, and then who's that uh, he's kind of like the the wunderkind of uh, Real Madrid these days uh, is it Vinicius Junior the Brazilian he's, he's only he's young he's 20 or something like that oh, oh is this uh, like a new signer for them or is uh, something he, he, up? he was uh, he's been there for about a season now but I don't know how to pronounce his name but he scored with his first touch after coming on which was pretty good and then uh, yeah 3-2 and then in the 90th minute third goal disallowed because oh drama yeah late drama so I think if given a little bit more time say they had an extra five minutes I definitely think Real Madrid would have equalised what was it disallowed for? Uh, the the Brazilian uh, uh, Vinicius Junior was in front of the uh, Donetsk keeper so he was blocking his view. Okay. So it came out as an offside for some reason. But he didn't touch it. But he wasn't in play? No. He, but he was standing straight in front of the keeper. Uh, it was very weird. 
Very, very weird. Could just be something you would have done. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, like that is all of ice hockey. That's 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 gamesmanship. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You're not cheating, but you're not you're not being fair either. <laughs> and then uh, moving on to the last game, our two last games on Wednesday were Bayern Munich four 0 uh, yeah, uh, and one 0 uh, Liverpool win against Ajax in Amsterdam. Uh, which one do you want to talk about first? Uh, go the four 0 because that'll be a lot more cut and dry. <laughs> yeah. Um, so. Uh, Atletico Madrid were playing in yellow kits because that's their away kit this year and uh, um, as normal Bayern were playing at home in red so it kind of I don't know why I was distracted for like the first 15 minutes of the game but I was like if Ketchup were playing mustard in a football match this is what it would look like Is that that's what it was that's what I wrote on my highlight to the game <laughs> those wee packets running each other <laughs> yeah. it's like Heinz v Coldman's I don't know no 4-0 um, I, I mean my, my guess would have been Bayern Munich to take the game but not a 4-0 yeah do you reckon that you know, probably someone like Lewandowski scored like a hat trick or four goals. That's what I expected. Well, yeah, did he not score at all? He didn't score at all. Uh, Sula hit the post, the centre back, uh, early on, and then Kingsley Kuman scored with a great cross from Joshua Kimmich, and then Kuman uh, had a great cross to Gortska and another great goal. And then wait, wait a minute, is this another famous kid? Is this Ronald Kuman's kid? Who? No, 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 no. That's Kingsley Kuman. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. I'm just, you, you say a surname, I recognise him. I, I, cannot, somebody's... I cannot wait to show you a picture beside each other of Kingsley Kuman and Ronald Kuman. All right, wh- all right, one of them's obviously Dutch and one of them's black. Okay, yeah, that's, exactly. That's what's happened here. I've, uh, I've recently profiled somebody and it's backfired terribly. Hey, it's their surname. Um, and then João Felix, the uh, young Portuguese funder kid for uh, Atletico, scored this leg goal. Um, because uh, offside and then Toliso scored an absolute worldy and I never write worldy but I literally wrote worldy uh, and then VAR for some reason but I can't remember if it was an actual if it went to VAR or not and then King Lee's Goon scored a second quick goal and that was the tail of the tape 4-0 hammer yeah definitely so I don't know I'm tipping them for going to win the Champions League this year again straight away straight away straight out of the gate because they're the only team because uh, Barcelona have gone to shit Real Madrid obviously against Shakhtar Donetsk yeah shouldn't be struggling against those teams definitely not uh, so yeah they're definitely my four, uh, four runners so far after one game has been played in a tournament that lasts a long time uh, Ajax against Liverpool Liverpool 1-1-0 the most boring game of football I've watched in a long time actually? yeah not entertaining whatsoever. Uh, the Johan Cruyff is very, uh, the Johan Cruyff Arena in Amsterdam is very scary when it is empty, because it is so wackoey. It is very weird. It was a, like a weird. It was like it was almost like kind of you know. It's like everybody's been raptured during the football match, and because football players are awful people, they haven't been raptured, so they're still playing. But there's nobody like it was not just... realizing everyone else is fucked up. Exactly. Yeah. Um, there's no goal uh, by Talia Fico, Fabio goal and Clarence Clanson hit the posts. Uh, Adrian had a great save against Quincy Promise, but apart from that, it was a very dull game I mean you, you've read it a lot there but that's over 90 minutes mm-hmm. so overall probably not a lot going yeah, on yeah exactly those are the only highlights I could have picked out of the whole thing uh, and did you watch the full game? yeah yeah oh. <laughs> I know I know I, and I have shit to do I was going to say you, yeah you got you to love the YouTube highlights one. yeah I really should uh, man of match for me is definitely Adrian uh, in Nets not just because he's ex West Ham player but just because he's an ex-West Ham player. Uh, yeah, uh, moving on to Thursday, Celtic against uh, AC Milan. Yeah. We, we did call this one. Yeah, 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 we did. This I said 2-0 two, two uh, AC Milan, but um, Slapdown had a good game. A couple yeah. of assists, yeah. Still life in the old dog. 
What did you know? 46, 47. <laughs> <laughs> He's a grandmother. Um, but yeah, no, and that is everything. I, oh no, the Ranger. Ha, yeah, I would have got shit if I forgot the Rangers game. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yes, uh, Rangers were playing, I think, Standard Liège uh, on Thursday night. And I have one, one highlight from wait, wait, it. This is Europa League, right? Yeah, Europa League. So yeah. this is the same league as what AC Milan. And oh, Tottenham won 3-0 as well. But because it's Tottenham, I didn't watch it. I yeah, yeah I, I feel like you as a West Ham fan are not climbing to see what Tottenham are up to. I am only happy when a human son scores, and that's it. Yeah. As we discussed last week, but you'll never know. Uh, but yeah, Rangers won 2-0, and Kimar Hoof scored from the, uh, the second goal for Rangers from the halfway line in like the 90th minute, and it was some strike. Yeah, like, it was class. Okay. But definitely, their man of the match was Captain James uh, Tavernier, or, whatever, or however you pronounce his surname. Uh, yeah, very good. Very good by Rangers. Very good uh, example of how good Scottish football can be. Yeah, but against another French team who we just, yeah, discuss, yeah, yeah. We just discussed yeah. how shit French football was. Well, cause <laughs> no, 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 it's not really Asia or Belgium. Oh, sorry, cool. so it's French. Exactly. And imagine I was wrong when I corrected you. Wouldn't that be awful? We, we're going to Google this before we put this on. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Oh, that was another thing. Um, thankfully, uh, you guys will never know because it'll never be released. But um, the... Last, uh, I'm pretty sure the last podcast we did, a load of the facts and figures, I told you, uh, you guys on the podcast and you, Darren, face to face, uh, they could have been bareface lies. You just making them up, were you? I, no, not that I was making them up. I was sure that they were the right answers, but thinking about it after editing the podcast, I was just like, wait a minute. Could I be mistaken? Do I need to double check all of this? Nah. Yeah, we'll put it right. <laughs> yeah, going through hours. <laughs> like, we, we recorded almost like two hours of footage that day. And I was just like, I'm not going to go back. Just, I'll, I'll, I'll do a corrections episode. I, I was going to say, I think that could be a good way to get people interested. Give them loads of stuff that's wrong and just cause outrage as people have to correct <laughs> yeah, you. Exactly. Henrik Larson was Glasgow Rangers. I was listening to your podcast and it's, it's full of inaccuracies. I'm like, but you were listening. <laughs> yeah, thank you for listening to the podcast. Uh, cool. Uh, so that was this week in sport. That's what I'm going to call I'm going to have like a... Uh, the next segment is going to be like this week in sport and then it'll be like you know the like kind of 1940s news uh, bulletin <laughs> yeah, yeah the yeah. Morse code thing uh, by sport we, we just covered football yeah, yeah exactly well we could talk about uh, uh, Ireland beating Italy in the Six Nations to um, and if they beat France away this weekend on Saturday night they take the Six Nations however does that also depend on how much England score against Italy I am unsure. I think it may be down to that there's a possibility of three teams winning it, but it might come down to their score averages. So if everyone's got the same points, obviously Ireland are playing France. That's two of the teams that are in contention. Mm-hmm. Uh, something we discussed before, though, was that there is there no is there's no such thing as a home game if there's no fans there. Exactly. Therefore, Ireland have to travel to Paris, so the only thing about that would be the stress of getting a plane over, mm-hmm. isolating in a hotel for a night, getting tested, going to play in the match, and then pretty much just coming straight home. Which is what they've all been doing. Exactly. Uh, uh, did you watch the Ireland match against Italy? Was it, what, 50? Um, it sort of ran away. I think the Wales-France game was a better game, but mm. as an Ireland fan, obviously being Irish, it was good to see. Uh, Italy have got the wooden spoon again. They haven't won a game since 2016. Jesus. I think the last team they beat was either Scotland or France. Uh, but yeah, sort of a bit of a step back for them. 
Definitely. Is uh, Zach Parise, or no, Sergio Parise still? No. Is he retired? He retired last year. I, I, I actually got to meet him because I was pitch, I was doing pitch side media for one of the Six Nations games uh, a couple of years ago. This was when Johnny Saxon was just breaking into the team. Uh, and I was there on work experience and I got to talk to Sergio Parise. He was a lovely guy. Nice. Really, really nice guy. I have yeah. a really good photo of Ronan O'Gara as well, taking uh, this drop kick, and it's actually I need to show you. It's one of the best photos I've ever taken in my life. Sweet. I used to do photography, sport photography, and stuff. If anyone's wondering, is that what you were there for? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Very nice. No. Um. Yeah. Ireland. Well, Ireland would have been expected to beat Italy. It would have been just. I would thought how much you can beat them by because yeah, everybody yeah. uses yeah. a lot of teams will use Italy to rack up their four oh, scores. Exactly. Yeah. In Try case we come down to the the five game because there's an uneven amount of games to play. Mm. Interesting times on Saturday, full of sport. Just really weird to have a, a Six Nations as well in October. Yeah, yeah, it's weird having like candy apples. You're like, yeah, you're like, this is like, apples. you should be getting blocked on St. <laughs> on St. Patrick's Day. So, yeah. Oh, that's great. Uh, any other sports this weekend then? Like, well, I, keep, well, I keep forgetting this is a sport cup podcast and not just a football podcast. Yeah, I know, I know. We're, we, we were like, we'll just do a nice tight, nice tight half an hour. We're yeah. going to have to like drop. We're going we're to yeah, have to do like quality minutes. control. <laughs> we're going to have to do quality control of any games that aren't worth talking about to fucking mention yeah, Exactly. Or just, just like, do a like proper... Like that one one against Wolves and Newcastle, that's getting cut next time. <laughs> yeah, or just going, and these are the scores. Yeah, these are the scores. This is what happened. Uh, what else was going on in um, Gaelic football? Yes. My team, uh, Armagh, got promoted into Division 1 for next year for the... Oh, for real? National League, which is great. So they're playing the likes of Tyrone. They'll be playing Tyrone next year. And Dublin and stuff. And Dublin, yeah. Oh, that's class. So Donegal as well. Donegal are still up, yeah. yeah. Mayo and... Oh, who else got relegated away? Mayo and Meath got relegated oh. to Division 2. So Armagh and Roscommon take their place next so year. So there's no way that Mayo can win the Sam Maguire this year? They can. Championship is different to league. Oh, okay. So they're still in the championship, but so it's I'm kind of, very doubtful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Win. Well, yeah. I don't know. Like, I enjoy Gaelic football. I've been to one match my whole entire life uh, down against Westmeath. Okay, so league game. Yeah, yeah. It was, it was actually a lot of fun. I really enjoyed it. Uh, and it's definitely... That was one of the things about the podcast is I want to try and enjoy new sports and get into it. But uh, I think it's just the rules of Gaelic that will be the only hurdle for me to get over. I think one of the hurdles uh, for us is this whole COVID thing because one of the things we tried to do for the podcast, which we thought was going to be really good, was we tried to go to El Belfast to go. Uh-huh. That, yeah, that didn't work. We didn't work. We, we, Jordan got me, hit me a message and was just like, do you fancy going to an Irish League game? I was like, yes, that sounds like it could be great crack. So we, we didn't even talk, talk about, about the Irish League game? Yeah. We were like, something we can talk about There's on the too podcast. Too many scores. We'll cover this anyway. <laughs> He said, yeah, we'll get it sorted. Jordan was like, right, I'll nip down to uh, Shore Road, down to where the stadium is. Seaview? Seaview. Seaview for Crusaders, which is Jordan's team. He's like, I'll nip down and get us some tickets. And I was like, yeah, that'll be cool. I'll be able to like, go to an Irish League game. That'll be a good laugh. Mm-hmm. Jordan messaged me, can't get tickets, season ticket holders only yeah. because of COVID restrictions. <laughs> and I had a season ticket for eight years, and I pleaded with them. And I even showed them like my old, like, because you get a new, like, uh, uh, a new like identity card every time you get a new season ticket yeah. so I had like two still in my wallet from like uh, about two seasons ago and I was just like I still have them but they're from like two seasons ago but uh, yeah no they were I think it's just restrictions and the, as you were saying the track and trace thing so they know yeah I'm gonna guess if you're in the stadium they already have your contact details where if something happens they just do a mass mail out to all of their uh, season ticket holders and say mm-hmm. go get tested you were standing 8 metres from somebody who had the COVID who showed yeah. them out of the fucking house exactly. but we're at a match uh, which is weird as well because they had that but then in Australia they were able to have the AFL Grand Final which was played in Brisbane this year for the first time ever because normally it's in Melbourne in the oh. MCG Melbourne Cricket Ground Richmond defeated 
the Geelong Cats. So the Richmond oh, Tigers beat the Geelong Cats. Geelong made the final. Uh, I think it was a, a decent game until the last quarter and then they ran off it. Do you remember? I, I hate that when it gets to like a Champions League final and it's like finishes like 4-0 or something like that. It's yeah, so yeah. Boring. It's like, oh, I want to see about that. Well, no, I think it was dramatic enough. But what they did was a very cool thing. Now, uh, Victoria, the state where the game is normally held, mm-hmm. is currently in like a lockdown system. Yeah. So what they did was they took a truck to the MCG to the ground where the final is always played and cut a bit of turf out of it and drove it to Brisbane up in Queensland and led the turf in <laughs> the pitches. So you got the MCG and the pitch in uh, Brisbane is called the Gabba. Yeah. That's so, class. Yeah, they put the <laughs> they put the turf down so the boys could still play on the turf of the MCG, which is what you're supposed to get to play for if you're an AFL footy player. It's kind of like our version of if you're in the Gaelic playing yeah, in Crow Park, Park yeah. if you're in football playing in Wembley, that kind of idea. That's class. So yeah, so that was something else from the world of sport. Uh, yeah, I'm glad enough. you didn't tell me that before because that's genuinely like, oh shit, that's cool. Yeah, they've done that's it. They, they lifted the turf basically. That's crazy. Have you, did you uh, did you ever when you were in Australia? Did you go to any Aussie Rules matches or anything like I that? I did. I've been to the MCG. I went to the season opener, which is always the same game: Hawthorne v Geelong. Mm-hmm. Went to the season opener in twenty, I think it was 2014, 2013 maybe, and before the Melbourne Festival, and uh, I went to see the Freo Dockers play. I went to, actually went to see Ireland play Australia in the Compromise Rules, which oh, really? is where they mix Gaelic football and. Uh, Australian football. That seems like uh, so they just make up. They just made up a new sport, basically. Yeah, yeah. It's just yeah. loads of people running around calling each other cunts. I yeah, don't know. pretty much. <laughs> so they played that. It was essentially a bunch of professional athletes versus a bunch of like school teachers and students. Class. Um, that was in Subiaco Stadium in Perth in Western Australia, which doesn't exist anymore. They got a brand new stadium called oh, really? Optus Stadium. Oh, is that where Perth Glory play now? No, Perth Glory play at the NAB. Mm. So Perth Glory, uh, uh, brilliant. Perth comedian called Corey White who's a dude I used to do gigs with he was like uh, they had to call the football team oh what was it yeah they had to call the football team in Perth the glory because Perth's a hole <laughs> <laughs> I, I think this is weird as well that we've played in the same place in Perth late yeah. seasons yeah which is sadly a comedy club that no longer exists yeah that's crazy yeah totally separately but you, you don't improv you didn't stand up improv I didn't stand up <laughs> with a Polish person in an old Australian movie nice one it was very weird how'd that go very badly tough go yeah <laughs> but they were very supportive it was nice uh, apart from that all I've got is trades that have happened in uh, the NHL uh, I, I did see him again the Stanley Cup was playing in an empty arena yeah that was very weird so weird um, with but they still celebrated like everyone oh, was yeah, there yeah well <laughs> to be fair like Tampa Bay have been threatening to win it for about the past I'd say seven to eight years because they have been a quality team and now that they've won it I kind of feel bad for them because they've been trying so hard and they haven't won it since the lockout in 2005 so like just to get that but not have you know your own fans there yeah I, I think it's funny as well because obviously you expect um, ice hockey to be based in cold regions I know rinks are indoors mm-hmm. but the fact there's a team in Dallas and a team from Florida yeah, up on the, in the finals <laughs> ice hockey full of Russian players it's yeah. so weird yeah it is very very weird um, which is kind of it's actually kind of nice to see because you always used to see the, uh, like the original six teams winning so you've got Detroit Chicago Toronto New York 
Philadelphia and Boston uh, Boston uh, and the Bruins uh, thank god you said that because I was blanking on the last name <laughs> one of the biggest teams in if you, all if of you the were, NHL if you were like at a pub quiz and I wasn't there you'd be like fucking your pint glass yeah, and, fuck, fuck, who's fuck. the team and it's actually a team that I've seen play most actual NHL matches which is crazy um, but yeah it, it's it's nice to see like other teams now from obviously from like America because there hasn't been a Canadian team winning the Stanley Cup in 27 years but like lower kind of like stated teams uh, geographically speaking uh, are winning the Stanley Cup yeah because there's teams in like California there's teams in yeah. there's Tennessee have got a team there Las no. Vegas have got a team Las Vegas Las Vegas have got a team That's yeah, Las Vegas and uh, Phoenix as well what's the Phoenix team Phoenix Coyotes or well now they're, they're Arizona um Oh. They just changed their name from the city to the state for some reason. They've rebranded because yeah. no one else has got a franchise in the state. Exactly, exactly. There's no, I don't know, uh, Winslow Wildfires. I mean, I, I that do would think be a good name. The Winslow Wildfires. Yeah. I do, I do think as well, though, you talk about the Bruins as well, which is a lovely link to our story of the week. Oh, yeah, story time. Uh, so, yeah, welcome to story time, uh, Halloween spooky edition. Are you ready to get the absolute shit scared out of you, Darren? I was going to say I'm ready to be educated in the sporting subject. Okay, well, you're going to do both today. Okay, you ready for this? Okay. Because our first story involves a curse. Oh, that's pretty good. Yeah, so there's there's not a lot of spooky stuff that goes on in sports, as you would imagine with, you know, if you think like the haunted movie lot in uh, Universal uh, Studios. You think, oh, like the Phantom of the Opera is running around the place and stuff like that. There's nothing like that in sport. But I've been able to find a couple of things that I can talk about. So the number one is the Curse of the Gambino. Or Gambino. <laughs> the Curse of Childish Gambino. Famous crime. Yeah, yeah. Um, Famous crime family. Uh, different, different thing. Nothing to do with sport. Yes. Uh, the Curse of the Bambino. Babe Ruth. Babe Ruth. George Herman Ruth. Okay. So early. See why he changed his name. Well, uh, sounds like, he sounds like a pastor from fucking Balamina. He really does, doesn't he? Yeah. Um, so originally, he, he he is known now almost universally as a New York Yankees great, but he did not start his career with the New York Yankees, but with their arch rivals and my favorite team, the Boston Red Sox. And not many people know this, but the Red Sox were actually a lot better than the Yankees in the early years. Okay. Were you aware of this? Um, no, but I knew that they were famous and had won many World Series before their drought, which mm-hmm. is what you're going to talk about. Yes, so with uh, the curse of the Bambino, uh, the owner of the Red Sox had to sell Babe Ruth to bankroll another project that he had outside of the world of baseball, which now would be highly illegal. Is that like insider trading or something? I, it, it's or selling one come on, or would it be like the Glaziers uh, using Manchester United's money to pay other firms that they own? Yeah, thus bleeding, which is perfectly legal, bastards. Um, as you were saying, sorry, so a bit emotional there. <laughs> so with the money that they sold Babe Ruth to the Yankees, the owner of the Boston Red Sox uh, bankrolled a play on Broadway called No No Nanette. Explains to me again. They sold the most famous they baseball sold, player in history. They, they sold uh, at the time. He was he was he was good, but he wasn't the best. Um, and he was a pitcher, which was weird because you don't normally see bigger guys who can hit a ball like Babe Ruth could. He's famous as pitchers. for scoring runs. Yeah, okay. he's he's famous for his offense rather than his pitching. Uh, so the owner of the Red Sox sold Babe Ruth to bankroll a Broadway production of the musical No No Nanette. 
Right. And if that isn't the craziest uh, thing about the whole story, it ended up bombing, like, really badly. And he lost even more money and ended up having to sell the entire Red Sox team. So he sold all the stakes that he had in the Red Sox. Uh, and then for the next 86 years, the Red Sox were cursed with the curse of the Bambino. And they had not won a World Series since then. So Babe Ruth is obviously more world famously known as being a New York Yankee. Mm-hmm. But he was sold from the Boston Red Sox. Was he sold to the Yankees or did he go somewhere else first? Sold straight to the Yankees. Straight to the Yankees. So, it, And then when you said the the player that they used the money to bombed, is that identified as the start of the curse? Yes. Like it cursed the guy? That, that is the inception of how this whole, this whole thing started. So with the curse of the Bambino, 86 years between World Series uh, until 2004 when they beat the St. Louis Cardinals in the final, but they beat the Yankees in the ACL final. So that was just kind of like, or the ALC um, final, which was kind of like, that was when they started talking because they've been to the World Series a couple of times between then and now uh, against people like St. Louis, who they were playing in the final, and uh, the New York Mets as well. Uh, And through suspicious circumstances, they lost. Well, not suspicious circumstances. They got beat. They got beat. But for weird reasons, like really easy plays and like great players like Colton Fisk and Bill Buckner and uh, Ted, Ted Williams and Carly Azostremski all uh, like at their time, just when they had to step up to the plate, they either struck out or they, you know, let an easy ball go by them that could have won them the World Series. Which Quite was, literally when they had to step up to the plate. Exactly. And that's where the term comes from. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but in 2004, they broke the curse of the Bambino uh, by beating St. Louis. And... Well, I was going to say that is referenced in the movie Moneyball. Yep. The Brad Pitt movie where yep. he is offered the job of the athletic... Or was it the general manager at the yep. Red Sox? He says no because he was managing the... Oakland Athletics. Oakland Athletics at the time believing he can get the Oakland Athletics to win and the next year they did they broke the curse of the Bambino yep isn't that crazy 2003 mm. and then the year after the Chicago White Sox won it for the first time in a long time as well which you know I was going to say no it was the Chicago Cubs that they won it yeah that, uh, that was another point I was going to make because the, they hadn't won it in the curse of the years. Bambino was the second longest curse but the curse of the Billy Goat was the curse that the Chicago Cubs had, where they didn't win it for 104 years. What What was that curse? So apparently uh, there was somebody who wasn't allowed to bring their goat into... In, <laughs> this is 100% true. Wasn't allowed to bring their <laughs> goat into Wrigley Field. And apparently they put a gypsy curse on the Chicago Cubs that they would never win a World Series again. Mm. And it just took them 104 years. Okay, but hang on. So if the curse was that they would never do it again, but they did, does that mean they broke the curse? Or they not the have. curse was bullshit? Oh, well, it could be both. Okay, my only knowledge of any curse in football is, you know, the curse of Mayo. No. Oh, actually, I... Mayo's don't. last All-Ireland, 1950. Let me check this. I think it's 55. Uh, there's a curse of this where pretty much... Uh, it was identified that apparently on the way home after their last victory, so it may have last all Ireland. I'm just giving it a wee, a wee check, a professional. A wee goggle. Doing on here. Uh, 1951. Oh, They've been in nine enough. finals since. Shit serious? And have never won it since. Yeah, um, pretty much the, the 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 myth of this one was that they pass a funeral on the way home in their and their celebrations. 
and uh, were less than respectful as they were obviously all in the beer and yeah. going home they, they passed the funeral and the I think it was the it was the priest who was conducting the funeral he's credited as given the curse which was that as long as any of the team were still alive they would never win the All-Ireland again and there's one dude who's still alive kill that man if I said Bale. that before I was like he's old <laughs> he's probably frail he, he would happily do it if, if, he's a, face. if he is a loyal Mayo man you know he'll jump in front of a train he's got his medal <laughs> He doesn't need another one. <laughs> Do it for your county. Yeah. So that's the only one I know that. I actually prefer that story over the, the Curse of the Bambino. No, the Bambino one's good because they bankrolled the play. Yeah. yeah. It's so fucking stupid. Oh, and it's the campus thing ever. Like it is the campus musical there is, and that's saying something. Didn't uh, I was just a musical? Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, like, did whatever records Babe Ruth set did they not last for years and years? Which is obviously why he's still so uh, famous. Yes. Uh, so, ba- well, basically, one of the most famous things that uh, uh, Babe Ruth was uh, or did when he was with the the New York Yankees was when uh, it was the whole <laughs> the Simpsons do it a couple of times. You know, the sick kid in hospital wants me to hit a dinger. So. Uh, apparently, bottom of the ninth against the Detroit Tigers, he uh, it was it was just a normal game, uh, but went to go see this kid in a Detroit hospital, uh, and he just before when he stepped up to the plate, he pointed to left field, like that's where he was going, kind of like uh, the way uh, goalkeepers kind of like point to a certain side or defenders, yeah. like Thiago Silver did it this weekend against United, like pointing, telling them where to go. So he pointed to the like far left field and that's, you know, where he hit a home run, like in the neck, the very next pitch that was thrown at him, hit it straight out of the park. Oh, okay. So that's one of the most famous reasons why uh, people remember Babe Ruth. So, and people don't, because there is no... Uh, you know, video documentation of any of this happening. So, you know, people's stories can be manipulated and stuff like that, kind of like Chinese whispers. So that's true as well. Could, I just, could just it have happened? Pull up a bit of information. He played for twenty-two seasons. Yeah, from nineteen fourteen right through to nineteen thirty-five. Uh, the the Bambino, obviously, I remember that one. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was a biography of him made with John Goodman mm-hmm. playing Babe Ruth yeah, in the nineties, if babe, I remember. Yeah, the Babe. Yeah, I've it's seen a good that. Movie. Uh, and his other nickname, which I just remembered now reading it, the Sultan of Swat. Really random, yeah. Very random. The Sultan of Swing, yeah. You know from the Dark Streets. Yeah, yeah, Dark (laughs) Streets. Hey, that could have been a beautiful collaboration. Yeah, died quite young as well, and also he was lefty. Oh yeah, he battled left and threw left. Uh, a horrible alcoholic as well I was going to say he died at 53 in 1948. So I'm guessing what he did after he retired. Yeah, just after World War Two, he was like. Yeah. yeah, I'm not Arsenal's lads. It's, yeah, I'm done that. Yeah, there's no. Uh, when he made, but he'd been retired. He only actually got ten years of retirement before he died. So exactly, he played right through. Oh man, I mean, decent story for the curses, and then also, yeah, three curses are one thing. That's not bad for story time. Exactly, I think that this has been. I don't know the the <laughs> after last week's. I I researched that so heavily. The uh, but I just knew the curse of the bambino, so I didn't research it as much as I could have. Um, but yeah, no. That's it. Story time. Done and dusted for curses. No problem. I think, I mean, for coming up for our little Halloween spooky thing. Uh-huh. Do I, do I, every time we get it, like a thematic day or something, we're going we're gonna to have to try and find something, aren't we? Yeah. It's going to be a bit of research. Yeah, it's going to be fun. Fair enough. Yeah. Christmas sporting Oh, no, stories. yeah. I've got my Christmas story sorted. That's fine. That'll be some sort of Boxing Day miracle. No. Christmas Day. But oh, yeah, I'm not, I'm not going into it yeah, now. Wait, 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 I'm not going to bury wait. the lead. Yeah. Uh, and okay. that is pretty much us for uh, story time. So, uh, looking forward to next week. Is there any fixtures from any sport that kind of jump out at you, Darren? Uh, 
Well, I think for you, the one that you just read back to me when we were, we're going through this, mm-hmm. the big game of the week for you. I mean, if you've, you've nipped the point off the, Man City, can you do the same off Liverpool? I reckon we could, especially since Liverpool have, haven't been at their best in the last couple of games. I definitely think at least a point. Do you think it's some sort of like fatigue of trying to replicate what they did last season? Yeah, exactly. I think that's 100% it. Because it almost feels like there hasn't been a break. Well, there wasn't really. Yeah. One, one league ended, and they were like, oh yeah, by the way, because you finished out that, you get... Was it, there wasn't much of a break before them back in. Not People weren't even fit starting a new season. Exactly, and with uh, Van Dijk out, and th- there's no obvious kind of fill for him in centre-back. Yeah, I'm very excited. I think if we can... Because we held on well to... Um, which is not like West Ham whatsoever, but we ha- <laughs> we held on very well against uh, City not to uh, concede another goal. So if Fabianski played as well as he did against City, uh, I don't see why we couldn't. Yeah, nothing massive. I mean, for me, as a United match or a United match, a United fan, it's a United Arsenal. Uh, hopefully, Arsenal continue that, to be mediocre. That right. used to be such a fixture. Yeah, that was like a highlight of the season. Yeah, kicking the shit out of each other. <laughs> Uh, and now it's just like, mm. it's like oh okay to, uh, it's happening seeps mediocrity uh, that as well is a, a home game so we will continue the hunt for our fucking three points in Old Trafford who knows great crack maybe um, that could be a new curse <laughs> what would you call it the curse of Danny Welbeck yeah well it used to be it used to be that obviously the United kept sacking managers but every manager they brought in had done worse than the guy that sacked so they had David Moyes he got he was in the job for about a week and a half and yeah. they were like you're not Alex Ferguson yeah. I know you're Scottish get the fuck out of here <laughs> that was kind of it and then Louis, uh, Van, Louis Van Hal and, and Mourinho. Mourinho but they were just like these points differences are worse than the guy you got rid of give people the fucking chance you have to get worse before you get better not a not a curse but a poison chalice the Manchester United <laughs> fucking manager's job uh, um, rest of the games Wolves Crystal Palace yeah mm, it, could, it could be good no Wolves Wolves are fucking I feel like I stop paying attention to Wolves all the time and then discover that they're fourth in the league or something yeah I'm just but like, they definitely have like, not been good this season no it's so. like they were what Sheffield did last year Wolves did the year before because yeah. they were first at the Christmas weren't yeah, they two years ago crazy like yeah Sheffield Man City Burnley Chelsea probably go Chelsea in that one but yeah. Burnley home Liverpool West Ham I'm sure you know the I put that you were hoping for mm-hmm. Villa Southampton after Southampton oh that that's actually I reckon that would be a good game do you reckon yeah I reckon mm, it would be 2-1 two, two Aston Villa Southampton should be riding high after beating Everton at the top of the table mm. but I mean Southampton Everton I would have thought would be normally pretty evenly matched mm. of that standard of football Everton Newcastle gonna go Everton Everton on that yeah. one bounce uh, back after that defeat against Southampton yeah they're gonna have to do something um, Tottenham Brighton Tottenham and Brighton uh, it's on Sunday Tottenham might get that too it's a Tottenham home game. Oh yeah, exactly. Uh, Fulham West Brom could be. Ooh, that that might actually be an entertaining game. Yeah, two teams of similar ilk. Yeah, I almost feel sorry for uh, Scott Parker, but then I remember he plays for Tottenham, and then all those feelings of sadness go it's away. Like that's enough out of you. <laughs> and then potentially a good game of two teams that love a good all-out attack. And next Monday is Leeds Leicester. Oh. Oh, so be if we're great. recording on Monday or Tuesday next week, we might get. Well, let's do Tuesday so we can talk about it. Yeah, perfect. That'll be great. Sweet. Can't wait. Please, Lester. Yeah, class. Uh, good stuff coming up, guys. Uh, anything else coming up that you're thinking of? Uh, any other sports? Yeah. Well, Friday night, uh, Limfield are playing Crusaders. 
Are you going? And the Irish like, no, I'm not going. No, you're not going to get in again? No, probably not. Um, so I reckon that's probably the best. There's so much happening this week because tomorrow there's uh, Champions League. Tuesday and Wednesday there's Champions League. Nothing really sticks out too much. Like um, Man City against Marseille in Marseille. Atlanta against uh, Ajax. Shakhtar against Inter Milan. No, no Titans playing each other. No, no. real Titans. No, much no, like of of iron kind of No, thing. no, no. Uh, and then yeah, that's pretty much it. Juventus against Barcelona though will probably be the highlight to watch. And then Man United against Red Bull Leipzig. Yeah, I wouldn't say that'll be a highlight. Is uh, is that United going to Germany? Uh, no, it's no. It will be in uh, Old Trafford. Right, I'd say they'll I'd say they'll win in Europe at home before they win in the league. Oh yeah, second. probably. Yep. Um, Arsenal playing Dundalk. That'd be cool. <laughs> oh, Dundalk are going to Arsenal. Yeah, yeah. So think about that. Uh, that that could be an interesting game. Who knows? Yeah. Uh, uh, Rangers against Lecce. Um, Celtic are playing Lille, uh, who now have Renato Sanchez and George Weah's son. The famous footballers mm-hmm. themselves. Exactly. It's Call crazy. back. And that and yeah, and that's about it for who are Tottenham playing? Tottenham are playing Antwerp. Leicester mm-hmm. against AEK. Good old Europa League, which I would have mocked until we were in it for me three <laughs> years. Exactly. I've won it. <laughs> <laughs> it's Save not a Mickey Mouse Cup, okay? Yeah, yeah. Save Mourinho's job. It it in the fucking Caracal Cup. <laughs> Saved his job because he was like, I win trophy. Uh, I win all the trophies. What are you talking about? Yeah, um, so the Six Nations, it's Wales against Scotland. That's the nothing game. That's a really nice game to start the day with. Mm. in rugby uh, and then Italy v England at quarter to five yeah, you know praying for some form of result from Italy and then France Ireland at 8.05 yeah I think it's com- it com- might come down to scores I-, I need to I will consult the old league table and see what the crack is but it should be who as, they were yeah as of now everybody's played the exact same matches and Ireland are on top with 14 points. oh sorry yes Ireland got a bonus point out mm-hmm. of the, the game against Italy that's what it was but England can get the bonus point as well and then Ireland need to win and then it, well, I think it goes up to that ties on score then yeah and at the minute uh, the how do you say it? point difference goal difference and points <laughs> difference points difference in rugby uh, Ireland are on top They've scored 105 and conceded 67, but England have only scored 87 and conceded 72. So mm. it's ours to lose. Well, we have to beat France. Yeah, exactly. And France tanked Wales the other day. Watched it. Um, yeah, what happened to the Welsh uh, Welsh football? It's crazy. Uh, the rugby players. Oh yeah, why? <laughs> just upset. It's just Gareth Bale. <laughs> Technically speaking, you're you're not wrong because it's the, it's uh, the IRFU is the yeah, Irish Rugby, rugby football, football Union. Yeah. So. Yeah, yeah, it is. It is um, like in New Zealand, they call it football, which fucking mystified me. I'm like, yeah, you yeah. rarely use your foot. <laughs> I don't get it. Yeah. Uh, New England, I was just switching to NFL quickly. Uh, New England Patriots have been striked since uh, Tom Brady left, and Gronkowski as well. Uh, what do you call their... their Cam Newton. Cam Newton, I was going to say, because I watched his All or Nothing series. When yeah, it was great. Carolina the Panthers. Carolina Panthers, yeah, it was great. But he is not a franchise player, what he used to be. Mm-hmm. And he definitely is not fit enough to like fill the shoes of Tom Brady. Can we also say absolutely congratulations to the dude who at like 36 got a job at the biggest club in the world at the minute, I'd say. For, for dudes, like. Yeah, yeah. But now, uh, I think, uh, apart from Green Bay... Tampa Bay Buccaneers are favourites to go on to win the Super Bowl which is crazy if the first season that Tom Brady has gone to a different team they're back in the Super Bowl it will almost get me to like him 
Yeah, and also I can actually just see from your fixture list as well, uh, one of the things that we can probably reference, I, we, should, we do a little section about teams changing names. Mm. For the PC crowd, Washington have changed their names, they're now the Washington football team. Hey, does what it says on the tin. Probably it is fine. a football team in Washington. Here's the thing though, and um, without being too much of an opportunistic, do you reckon can I get some of the old gear on sale? On oh yeah, 100%. Oh, sweet. But then like all the vintage stuff will be more expensive, but then like they'll probably be selling, you, I don't know, go Redskins, like license plate holders and shit for... Uh, uh, fair enough. Yeah, cheap. Or there are people in Washington who will be like, they'll always be the Redskins yeah, to me. Yeah, exactly. I'm like, that's because you're old and white. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, Tampa Bay beat Las Vegas as well. The Raiders moved from Oakland. So, in Las Vegas as well. So, hang on. So, that's for so the Raiders, that's the third city they've existed in. So, no, what was it before? They Oakland? were LA, then they were Oakland, then they, they go back to LA? No, LA, Oakland, LA, back to Oakland, and then off to Las Vegas. Yeah. It's crazy. St. St. Louis Rams, LA Rams. Uh, no, LA Rams, St. Louis, back to LA. Yeah, I remember seeing that one actually as well. They moved back. That's crazy. So they tried to do that teams. once with Hull Tigers and MK Dons in Wimbledon. And look at all the shit. Like, nobody likes MK Dons now. Yeah, pretty much. Because I, I, I couldn't get in my head. I was like, did one team fold and they moved them? You're like, no, they yeah. just moved the team. Yeah. It's not trying to Americanize British sport. It's not going to work. Yeah, Wimbledon was just more famous for tennis. So yeah. like, and Vinnie Jones. And Vinnie Jones, the crazy and guy. And John Fashion. Yeah, the team that beat Liverpool in the FA Cup well, final. Yeah, so that's pretty much us. Uh, I've been uh, John Robinson. I have been Darren Matthews. And see you next week. See you next week, buddy. Bye.